It's been over a year now since In The Key Of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap Unaware of my proclivities to self-sabotage to country soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. This is Dan here. Thanks for downloading this episode. If you're a regular listener, please consider supporting the podcast over at patreon.com slash inthekeyofq. You will be helping to keep this series in production and more importantly, to give a platform for queer voices to be heard. In this episode, my guest talks about the challenges of growing up when you're the have-nots and your schoolmates are the haves. He discusses his passion for strong female artists and shares exclusively within the Key of Q's audience two demos of upcoming records. Share your thoughts about today's episode. On social media, use the hashtag QueerMusic or email me direct on podcast at inthekeyofq.com. And if you have a moment, please do subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast provider. It really, really helps. All that's left to say is enjoy the episode. There's enough boring straight people making boring straight people music, isn't there? I mean, come on. You look at the charts and it's still people like fucking Ed Sheeran. Hello, I'm Dan Hall. When I grew up, I almost never heard pop songs where openly queer men sang about their truths, and it made me feel invisible. There were the occasional heroes like Jimmy Somerville, Mark Almond, and Andy Bell, but in the tsunami of 1980s heteronormative pop, I felt silenced. But these days, there are plenty of songs where I can hear openly queer men singing their truths. And this podcast is all about finding and sharing this music and speaking with the musicians who create it. Music helps us feel connected, feel heard, and know that we are not alone on our queer journey. You're listening to In The Key Of Q. This week's guest released in 2016 his wonderful album, Remember Who You Are, which features the brilliant records Thank You and 5x5, alongside 10 other wonderfully catchy tracks. He's a Londoner like me, and he's Daniel versus the world. Daniel, hello. Hi, thanks for having me. It's been a long time since I've been around here. Why don't we knock back a few and then we'll disappear to the lake. It's getting late, but never mind if the rain starts to blow along. Crash of mine, and I find you'll ever be satisfied. So I grew up working class in, um, I, I was living in on a council estate in Yorkshire, in Skipton, until I was about 13. And then, and then we moved north. And you sort of don't realize when you're living in it, the, the disparity uh, between being a working class person and a middle class person until you are a working class person that moves into a middle class environment like uh, the Lake District, um, and I immediately felt like an outsider because I came from I came from no money. I came from no. This is going to sound so self-pitying, but I came from no real sense of uh, of, of 
of things being more attainable than they were. Like, you know, it was, life was always going to be a, you got whatever job and, and you stayed in that town and, and, and everything like that. Um, and when you suddenly find yourself surrounded by people that have, that have got rich families and have so much more aspirational ideas, it, it, it sort of really made me feel a bit like, oh God, I didn't even know this was a thing. And then obviously you start to realize that you're also maybe not the same as everyone else in lots of other ways. And, and that actually you're, you're a little homosexual. Um, which is really not fun in a, in a small town, in a small, very conservative middle-class town. Uh, it was youth theater actually that finally got me out of, out of this funk, um, and got me into meeting people. And I met other people from my school at the youth theater. So I actually started to make some actual friends and I got to perform over summer and, and we, we did a, a this summer project every year and i got to make make friends from other schools in the area and performing became like a real lifeline for me uh that i i had an interest in drama at school but it was it was really sort of doing the youthiest thing when i went oh yeah i really like to perform and for you was performance an escape from the real you or did it feel more like the real you on the stage it was so much more me to be there whilst the performer that is on the stage might seem more like a character i feel more like the real me when i'm doing that than when i am stood behind a bar serving drinks and making idle conversation I think masks are fascinating because as queer people, we learn to create and wear them from a very, very young age. Do you think that's still a thing as much now? Uh, do you think it's changed? Do you think the type of masks have changed for younger people? I think because, the masks are still there, but I think they're mm -hmm. different masks. Yeah. Um, we have social media masks now. We have, we have filters. Thanks for the love, thanks for the pain Thanks for walking me home late night in the rain Thanks for the kisses, thanks for the kicks Thanks for playing me off with your little tricks Thanks for the laughs, thanks for the show Thanks for the heartbreak when you go Thanks for being the one to set me free But most of all, thanks for making me me Music has always been in my life. My granddad was a, a blues musician, um, so he was all, so the, so they so creating music was always there. Yorkshire Dales radio was always on in the background as we went to bed. So I had all of this wonderful like like eighties uh, and nineties pop and rock just seeping into my brain constantly. I think this is why I take lyrics in so much actually because i used to fall asleep just listening to all of these so you know um it was always things like there'd be abba uh, there'd be steve harley and cockney rebel there'd be 
uh, Tom Robinson. It was all sorts of varied stuff um, that would be playing on the radio and it just seeps into your head. And does, did music bring you comfort? Because you're still not out at this point, are you? You're still uh, in a relatively vulnerable position being at home and being somebody who has been pulled away from their initial friend, friend base. Things have gotten better. You're at the theatre and you're hearing lots of music. Is it? Is the music now comforting? This is when I sort of found, uh, found like when I started to find punk music, when I started to find sort of uh, the heavier rock and the new metal. You know, it was it, you know it was the the early noughties. So new metal was a very big thing, and System of a Down, and Linkin Park, and Evanescence, and all of that. But Daniel, as a, as queer people, we're not supposed to be listening to Linkin Park. We're supposed to be listening to remixes of <laughs> I Am What I Am. Oh, and, and I am now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you were, you were an outlay within the queer community in a way. If, if there were any out gays in our school, and I don't believe there were when I was there, um, I didn't know who they were. So I had to find someone else. So I found the goths and the goths took me in. And, and I think, you know, there's, a, there's an understanding there of, of the of the anger and the outsiderness. By the time I sat down at a piano, I was nearly uh, at, at, at my first gig. I was nearly twenty, and I had twenty years of angst, fueling <laughs> <laughs> that I desperately needed to get out of me. Um, and I, I needed it. I, I, it was everything that I haven't said to boyfriends and everything that I haven't said to that customer that pissed me off. I can put it all into the energy and the excitement of performing. Thanks for the kisses. Thanks for the kicks. Thanks for playing me off with your little tricks. Thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the show. Now we're just going to take a break for a second. Take a break from the normal format of this show. Daniel has very, very kindly provided us with a couple of demos of upcoming tracks. There's something fascinating about a demo, I think. For all its lack of technical quality and polishedness, it is absolutely fascinating to feel and, and hear the creative direction of an artist and, and hear what they're doing with something at that work in progress stage. So I'm delighted to welcome the first of two demos we have in this episode. This is No Monsters, Just Us.
space between us There was an ocean in our bed The water keeps on rising
I'm not going to put you on the spot. There's a new section that I'm doing. Oh. I simply hand over to my guest and say, for the next two minutes, I will guarantee, assuming it's not libelous, I will guarantee that I will not edit in any way the next two minutes. And the floor is completely yours to say whatever you would like. You know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about my biggest influences. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about the female singer-songwriter. Um, I am a, a devout Tori Amos fan, and um, I'm, I, I've just spent a, an inordinate amount of money on going to see her, um, like, like, Literally, I'm going to get phone calls from the bank about how much money I've been spending on Toriyama's tickets, um, but because I have that sort of crazy commitment. Uh, but this is something that's just been in my life ever since I was little, and I would sit in the car with my mum's, you know, those sort of collections of um, of greatest hits, of, of, of like uh, it's always called something like "Woman," uh, and it's it's just a a compilation tape of of like these great female singer songwriters, and this was where I first discovered Cher. This is where I discovered this, where I discovered Bette Midler. It's where I discovered Alanis Morissette. It's where I discovered uh, Tori Amos for the first time. And I think there's a reason that we as queer people really attach to the female singer songwriter. That sort of the power of confession in what some of these people are doing, especially when you look into look at into the nineties, um, there was such a such a strength in what they were doing, in what they continue to do, um, that I think we as queer people really latch onto, because uh, it was something that we ourselves weren't able to do for such a long time, and I think that's why the there's an impact there from when we're very, very young. Um, I, I think about the, about the, the effort that someone like Toria must have had to go into to have the career that she has. Um, because at every turn, they were trying to stop her because the straight white man did not want a woman to own her sexuality. And to stand there and say, they're doing it wrong. The patriarchy is doing it wrong. Um, and we can find a better way of doing this. Uh, and she's still doing that today. And that, I think that is the reason that, that a lot of queer people really uh, gravitate towards that kind of energy because they're doing us wrong as well. They, they had the same attitude towards women that they have shown towards gay men and towards trans people and towards people of color. Um, and I think that's a really, really powerful and amazing thing. And I'm just eternally grateful for that energy in my life. And it's where I will always turn when I need that extra power. This is what fighting for survival means. We were stronger together when we were a team, but now you've gone to fight your 
Daniel, what um, other queer artists are you listening to? At the moment, um, oh, I did actually make a little list of people that I was listening to at the moment. Um, I've got lots of amazing friends that are, that are queer, create, queer creative artists in, in all sorts of fields. Um, but musically, uh, there is Personal Best, who I talk about on our on the, um, Songs to Save from Armageddon. Um, Which is available to our listeners over at the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash in the key of Q. There we go. Good little bit, <laughs> good little bit of plugging for you there. Um, there you. is um, Color Me Wednesday and Baby Arms, who are also local bands from Uxbridge. Um, there is the sadly defunct, there's sadly no more the Spoot School, who are um, a band from Glasgow. I've I've been able, I've been very lucky to play with them. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, they've got three incredible albums that are all up on Spotify, uh, and I implore everyone to listen to them. My friend Ruby Wednesday is um, currently crowdfunding for their uh, for their first album. Ruby has the most delicious voice. Um, and, and, and yeah, so if, if everyone can go out and Google Ruby Wednesday and send them some money so we can finally get, Ruby spent nearly as long making this album as I did. Um, so if we can finally send them some money and get that. Um, and my friend, me Rex, has also just released this incredible, complex idea of an album. It is 52 tracks. It is, that are all sort of, between 30 second and one minute long songs that all flow together and can also be played in any order. Oh my goodness. And it's, it, it, it's magnificent. He's very, very talented. Um, and it's, and it, again, it's one of those things where you just go, oh, this is great, but also fuck you for, for doing this because it's so genius and I'm so mad that I didn't come up with it. Um, so uh, the album's called Mega Bear. Uh, Miles plays as Mirex, um, and it's really, really beautiful. And you can, uh, if you Google Mirex, the, the, there is a website where you can, where, that will shuffle the album for you. Apart from that, um, Brendan McLean, who you've had on the show, who is my darling faraway husband, and I love, and can't wait for him to get back over here and give me a hug. Um, bright light, bright light. Uh, whose Fun City album that came out last summer, I think was just one of the, I, I, I think it's just one of the greatest queer albums of all time. Um, it's just absolutely incredible and features a whole host of other amazing queer artists. Why do you think queer identity is important to be open and spoken about in our music? Why not just make it accessible to everybody by oh, just giving a make? Got it already. There's enough, there's enough boring straight people making boring straight people music, isn't there? I mean, come on. 
you look at the charts and it's still people like fucking Ed Sheeran, really. And, and I mean, what's he done on his yarn? He's put on some glittery eyeliner and thinks that he's being edgy. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> not that I'm bitter. Um, but I don't, it's just, there's just such a dearth of really boring straight white boy music. Um, and, and, it, and, you know, and it's wonderful that we're getting... Uh, we're getting more support from 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 other mainstream markets. You know, uh, people like Little Mix, who are really vocally supportive of queer people, um, in a way that was, you know, it, it's always a bit of a threat. It's you know, obviously, people like Madonna have been doing it for a long time. You know, whatever whatever game she's playing. But um, <laughs> I, I, I cannot take away from the power that Madonna has and, and that she has always been such an incredible vocal ally. Yeah. But you know what? It is our time to, to be able to get up there and sing about ourselves. Um, and, and Carrington Kelso, in his episode of In the Key of Q, expresses this very eloquently. I think it's in his episode. It's either in his own episode or when he was guest hosting the Queer Black America specials. Um, and he talks about we should stop trying to get onto other people's tables and just make our own table. Yeah. And all rise together. Because something that I've really learned doing this podcast is there is so much good queer music out there. I have not touched anything in the charts and frankly i've not touched a heterosexual lyric for months now <laughs> that's the way it should be <laughs> and, it's, and it's great because it's not that i'm excluding the heterosexual lyric but i have not i'm 48 and i have barely heard my queer voice in a in a, an art format that i love and it, yeah just isn't it wonderful to hear hear our stories and not just the same sad story as well. I, I, you know, it's, you know, you listen to some of Brendan's music and it's so happy and joyous in its queerness. Yeah. You know, I, I could, I, I could sing praise for Brendan for days because I, I love him so much. Um, but he, his, his music and, and everything that he creates is so, so full of, joy of being queer. And now it's time to take our second demo break and hear the second of the exclusive demos that Daniel vs. The World has very, very kindly provided this program. And this one is titled Shame. Skin 
Is this just a cover for who I am? Cancel plans with my friends To hide under the covers and pretend I am not a parasite I am not afraid to die That I can just close my eyes And fall asleep And have peaceful dreams That I don't feel the darkness closing in And I'll keep carrying the blame Shame, I've been living my life
Daniel, for people listening to this podcast who simply can't get enough of you, where can they find you online? Uh, so if you want to listen to my music, it is on it is on all of your available streaming things. You can buy uh, physical CDs um, at danielversestheworld.bandcamp.com. Um, uh, there's some really nice T-shirts there as well. Uh, and if you want to, if you just want to send me nice messages and things, I'm on Instagram as Daniel vs. the World. I'm on Twitter at Dan vs. the World, BS the World. Um, I don't really use Facebook anymore because it's not cool anymore, is it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I don't pretend. I'm, stop I'm pretending you're fashionable. You just I'm, forgot your login. I hover around. I, I hover around. I, hover, I, I doom scroll on Twitter now. It's you know, it, Facebook's for all my family to post pictures of the children now, so it's really boring. Um, <laughs> so I, I just doom scroll on Twitter instead. Daniel, what do you think your fifteen-year-old self would make of you and the man that you've become now? My hope is that he would be really, really proud. Um, that he would see. Uh, that I have shed the the shame um, and the fear that was weighing me down so much when I was that age. Um, I think I think he'd be surprised uh, that I uh, uh, the person that I've become because I don't think I ever saw myself at that age. I don't think I ever really imagined that I would have moved away and been as happy as I am uh, in, in my life. I think I always just sort of expected to just ride it all out. And I think that was just the, the headspace I was in at the time. But um, I think he'd be really happy. And I'd love to go back and, and, and say to him, you'll be fine. You'll get through this, this next couple of years at school. It'll be shit <laughs> if you want to come out sooner because it'll be better for you and maybe someone else might come out and might be cute um but you are in keswick so you know the pickings are slim uh, <laughs> <laughs> what um, a gorgeous answer yeah <laughs> daniel during this episode we've been listening to clips of your songs but uh we're saving the best till last so can you please suggest a gateway song that will seduce people into listening to your whole catalogue the first one on the album is called Second Class Citizen. Uh, it is, it's one of my, it, it, it's, it's a, it is a hopeful song and it's not a particularly depressing song, um, but it is angry. Um, and I think it really says a lot about, um, it, it sums up a lot of, of me and and the message that I want to put out in my music that uh, we can recognize our enemies and we can stand really strong together and that's and we can find strength in that girls touching girls touching girls what a strange world Keep it to yourself, girl 
Daniel versus the world, thank you so much for joining me here on In the Key of Q. It's been fantastic hearing your story and hearing your music. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Many thanks for listening to this episode with Daniel. Remember to listen to him on the usual streaming platforms and go to his website and buy the hard copy of his disc so he can actually earn some proper dough. <laughs> you can find links to his homepage on our show notes. We have exclusive Key of Q content over at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. And there you can join other listeners by supporting the show's production costs for as little as five US dollars a month. Tell me what you thought about today's episode with Daniel on social media using the hashtag queer music or email me direct on podcast at in the key of Q.com. and rate and review the show on your podcast provider. It really, really helps. Our theme tune is by Paulie Needu at unstoppablemonsters.com. And thanks to Paul Smith, our PR guru and our digital brand manager, Olivier Name. And also thanks to Kajen Kantha and Murray Lang for their support in making this episode. The show was presented and produced as ever by me, Dan Hall, and made at Up Media Consultancy. See you next Tuesday. Dear second class. Day.